0: Hi lovelies and welcome to episode number 71. So today we are going to be talking all about worry. So just answer this question, do you worry often? We can always find something to worry about if we go looking. We can always worry about the things on our to-do list and how we're never gonna get everything done. We can worry about our relationships, our our relationships with our neighbours, our friends, our partners, our families, our pets. We can worry about other people's relationships that we aren't even involved in. We can worry about what we eat, what we don't eat, what we drink, what we don't drink, what we said, what we what we said when we drank too much maybe. We can worry about our bills, our rent, our work, getting fired, getting hired, getting promoted. Worry can literally attach itself to anything. No part of our lives are safe. We can even worry about worrying too much. Have you ever done that? nodding your head to that. I can feel it. It's quite common. So you've probably done it. You're not alone. Our worry literally just attaches itself to places and feeds off itself, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And our brains think it's useful. It isn't. We don't make powerful decisions from worry. We don't go into problem solving from worry. We don't create clarity or confidence from worry but our brain does love worry. And if you've been listening to these podcasts for a while, you may already know why our brains love worry. It's because worry distracts us. It can literally dehabilitate us, which stops us from expending energy, facing exposure, rejection, or failure, stepping outside of that box in any way. Worry will keep us spinning in our head and keep us playing small in our lives. It's not just an emotion we feel and experience, it's an emotion we indulge in. Now, you may think indulge is a funny word to use since indulge literally means we allow ourselves the pleasure of, but we can also indulge and allow ourselves to avoid the discomfort of other things. So let me explain. Worry is like ice cream in that it's not necessary, even when we want it to be. And a few bites won't do so much harm, but it's hard to put that whole tub away once we've started. And when we've had too much, we're going to feel pretty terrible. And I said this to a client as we coached on worry the other week. And he confessed to finishing a tub of ice cream a few nights earlier and then came to the session with all his worries as well. And I was like, yep, it's the same mechanism in our brain that keeps going for the ice cream or the wine or the Instagram or the Netflix. It's the same exact mechanism that's going for the worry. Remember how we do one thing is how we do everything. So the same urge to sit in worry was showing up and urging him to eat ice cream, like the whole tub. (laughs) And our brain likes to worry because it's a distraction, just like ice cream. It's all consuming. It gives us really permission to stop and it feels very justified and very important as well as the fact that we feel like worry happens to us and is out of our control, which obviously creates more worry. And it isn't. Like, have you ever... Here's a good question for you. Have you ever looked at the ice cream tub and just wondered where the whole thing went? Like you ate it all and you completely didn't mean to and now it's all gone? Yes, probably. (laughs) Because our brain goes into autopilot mode so that we aren't even fully tasting and savouring each bite. It's the same with worry. It just like jumps from one thing to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. Except instead of it being a tub of ice cream, it can be a whole day gone or a week gone, just like literally flashing before our eyes, jumping. Like each new thing it jumps onto is just like that next bite of ice cream. So we're not even staying in worry long enough to solve anything. And the more we worry, the more we find to worry about, which is just like ice cream. The more we eat, the more we want it. (laughs) Now you're probably getting why I said indulge in worry. We sit in it and at any time, any day, if we give our brains permission to worry, it's going to jump on it just like ice cream, right? <laughs> you decided like brain, we can have ice cream. We're going to always pick ice cream. If you decided brain, we're going to just worry. It's going to be like, yeah. You say, what? Well, what am I worried about today, brain? It's going to give you all the answers any anytime, any place, loving it but here's the thing worry is not useful to you and if you have any resistance to this which I have had clients say to me before like worry is useful let me tell you I challenge you to think of a time when worry served you really when it was necessary now be careful here I know a few of your brains were like well actually she doesn't know but this time it was worry but here's the thing Sometimes we think we need the worry to have the awareness of the problem before we solve it, and it is not true. So let me give you a really basic example, but this will apply to anything. I worried about getting up late, so I set an alarm. Really simple example. And there are plenty of these examples. But notice this. The worry is not a necessary step to set the alarm. It's totally possible to set an alarm without worrying. Millions of people do it every single day. So if your brain is giving you the worry is useful story, challenge it. Was the worry really necessary to get the result? Did it add value? If the worry wasn't there, could the same thing have happened? And what you'll find is yes, it could have happened without the worry. A hundred percent of the time. I really challenge you to sit with this So worry isn't a necessary part of creating what you want and we really start challenging that story. And when we worry about our past, because we can either worry about our future and what we want to create or we worry about our past. So when we are worrying about our past, this worry doesn't come with an ability to change it, an ability to time travel in any way. So we are wasting our time literally, creating more frustration and feeling more disempowered, So the first step is really to let go of that story that worry is useful. It is not useful, zero use. It's possible to do the things without it in our future and impossible to do things about it in our past. I'm gonna say that again, slower. It's possible to do things without it in our future. And it's impossible to do things about it in our past. In fact, our brain loves worry so much because it stops us from taking those steps into the unknown. We worry about what could go wrong. Maybe we worry about what people will think, what else will change in our life. Focusing, by the way, only on the negative things, right? What what people would think that would be negative, what negative impacts it could have on our life. That's how our brain is wired, right? With this negativity bias. So let's say you wanna earn more money, but you think, or you're worried that it's gonna need you to work longer hours, or you're worried it's gonna need you to be salesy, or you're worried that other people are gonna think that you're greedy, then you're probably gonna change your mind about the, the desire to earn more money pretty quickly and just decide to stick and stay safe where you are. If you want to find love, but you are spending time worrying that you will get rejected, worrying that you will get hurt, and worrying that you will be in more pain, you'll probably find the year fly by with zero dates and prospects. It makes sense. So now we know the problem with our worry, what can we do about it? Start by letting it all out. All the worries, give them time, get it out onto your head onto a piece of paper just like I talked you through on episode 51 you're in a crazy now we're going to let out all of our worries with no judgment no holding back go 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 and spend time here don't try and rush it don't try and jump out of the discomfort of it just really get it all out of your head onto that piece of paper this is really important you can also organize them into different areas, like here are my worries about money, here's my worries about relationships, worries about dating, worries about family, worries about health. I mean, it's gonna show up in all the areas because it's, it's worry, that's what it does. But what I want you to do when you write it down or type it up is give each worry its own line. Okay, giving plenty of time to offload the worries, but give each one its own line. Now once you've got them all out and onto a piece of paper, You'll probably want to take a deep breath. So just go ahead and do that. Before we play a little game of what if. What if is a really simple game. We go to the place where what we are worried about comes true. What if I lose my job? What if I don't make any money in my business this year? What if I go on a date and it's a waste of time? What if I fall in love and I get hurt again? Spend time with each of them. It's going to be uncomfortable at first, but come up with an answer. What if you lost your job, for example? What would happen next? What would you do? What would be the next steps? What would actually happen? Really, I encourage you to go to that worst place scenario here, the place that you're avoiding. <laughs> And your brain will probably be telling you extreme things like you're gonna end up on the streets or back at your parents when it isn't true because you would probably just get another job. And we've even seen this in recent months. I saw an example on LinkedIn of a guy that was a recruiter that was now a delivery driver for Boots, like a pharmacy, a huge pharmacy here in the UK. So he just got another job. What if it actually happened? What if actually happened and he just got another job? So you want to spend time with all of these no rushing especially the first time you do it really line by line go through what if. This is going to teach your brain that the worry isn't as useful as it pretends to be because even if the worst things happened you would just find a different solution. We are highly adaptable and creative creatures. Okay those are the first two steps the last step is what is it going to cost you to sit in that worry? Be honest and upfront about what's going to happen if you indulge in the worry because it feels good at first, it feels really important. Our brain is very clever at doing its job of wanting to keep us alive and safe and playing small. But before you know it, the days and the weeks go by and we don't move forward in what we actually want to create. So maybe it's gonna cost you a salary increase, maybe it's gonna cost you time with loved ones or a loving relationship, or your purpose. Like really spend time here and be very honest about what it's costing you. This is really powerful work to teach your brain and something that I recommend you do on a regular basis. Keep teaching your brain that the worry isn't useful. The more you repeat this exercise, the quicker you will be able to quieten the worry and the habit. (laughs) Remember our brain likes an afternoon spent in worry the same way it likes eating a whole tub of ice cream. We don't have to argue or fight with it. Just because the ice cream is in the house doesn't mean we need to eat it. Just because the worry is available doesn't mean we need to jump on it. It will always be there for us tomorrow. And if you love this podcast and love self-help books and are trying all the things but know that it's still not sticking and you're still not seeing the change that you want to see, then let's talk. And if you've been putting it off for later, then now is later. And how many days or weeks have you lost to later? Enough. (laughs) Head to vickiluise.com forward slash consult and schedule your call with me. It's the first step to creating the permanent change. Have a wonderful week. Bye, lovelies.